This is the Indesa Members Memo, a podcast of the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association. Indesa is 100% member-owned and is your industry voice. This episode of the Indesa Members Memo is sponsored by Orisure Technologies. Orisure offers testing products for drugs of abuse and alcohol. The Intercept Oral Fluid Drug Test is the first and only FDA-cleared oral fluid laboratory-based drug test for the nine most requested drugs of abuse. Intercept is simple to use with an easy collection procedure and a collection time of only five minutes. While being the number one recognized brand in laboratory-based oral fluid testing since 2000, the specimen is collected on-site but is then sent to a lab for testing. Companies get the convenience and immediacy of oral fluid testing, but also solid and defensible lab results. You don't sacrifice the accuracy of reliability of your current testing program. You simply eliminate the need to collect urine. Indesa is proud to have Orisher as our first official sponsor of the Indesa Members Memo podcast. Thank you, Orisher. Check out their website at www.orisher.com. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Indesa Members Memo. I'm Joe McGuire, and I'm the Executive Director for the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association, and we're so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. And today I am interviewing Tyler from Noble Diagnostics, and uh, welcome, Tyler. And uh, yeah, it's good to have you. You're up in Wisconsin, right? Correct. All right. Tyler is one of our newest members. I, w- I was so close to being able to say you are the newest member of Indesa, but three more people joined since you did. So, <laughs> so um, almost newest, very, very new, uh, one weekend, I think. Um, but welcome to uh, our membership. We're so glad to have you. And uh, I would, once we we just got to chatting on the phone and um, I probably took up too much of your time the other day with that, but I thought this guy needs to be on our podcast because I loved hearing um, about you and your background and what you guys are doing and the work that you do. So first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Just introduce yourself cold. Sure. So, uh, Tyler Weston is my name. Um, I'm here in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Uh, like like Joe said, I am the president and COO and one of the owners uh, of the actual the, the Noble Group. So, the Noble Group is our entire business group that Diagnostics Noble Diagnostics falls uh, underneath that umbrella. So, within our actual business group, we have, like I said, Noble Diagnostics. We have Noble Backgrounds, we have Noble Medical, and we have a, another, a new company called Noble Six. And, and uh, my, my background, just to, just to lay some groundwork so you, everybody understands where I'm coming from, uh, I got out of college uh, back in the early 2000s. I moved to Texas. I was uh, in the Marine Corps Reserves at the time. So I, I got my first job out of college down in Irving, Texas as a police officer. And I worked in law enforcement for just about seven years. Moved back to Wisconsin when I got out of the military and uh, decided to go into business for myself. So I had met with some of my friends who were in the trucking transportation industry. And that kind of led me into 
the uh, a safety director and compliance director role at a, a trucking company here in Milwaukee that uh, specializes in hauling motorcycles. So oh, wow. We did a lot of uh, work for Harley Davidson and and other uh, custom custom chopper companies and such. Uh, so I, I got a lot of experience uh, running the drug testing program within that company, being the safety and compliance director. So, so I kind of got my feet wet and learned learned this this industry, if you will, mm-hmm. within that uh, within that role. Now, what was your source of information when you were the you were essentially the DER? I was uh, the DER. Yes. Yeah. So what was your source of information? How did you learn um, what to do? Because we find a lot of DERs just get that, they kind of get dumped in that role and they just do what the last guy did, you know, and they don't really know that there's all this compliance stuff out there. Yep. So I, I was kind of one of those that learned from the last guy. In a, mm-hmm. you know, um, honestly, being, being completely honest, I, I didn't even know that there was, a, you know, training out there for, mm-hmm. for at the time. Uh, it, it was it was really just sitting down with uh, the, the person that I was uh, replacing as he was retiring. So I, I spent about three months with him, and and then he moved on um, and, and retired, and and I kind of took over the role mm-hmm. on that knowledge that I was given uh, for, from him. So and that's how it goes. <laughs> that is how it goes. Luckily for me, I had a really supportive uh, manager at the time, you know, so so I was able to actually sit down with some other folks, um, uh, a person that uh, actually the guy that owns uh, Quality Carriers down in, I think I want to say it's Bristol, Wisconsin, and he, he actually taught me a ton of, about what I, uh, what I needed to really know and how to really successfully run a compliance and, and a maintenance program and, and a safety program for an actual trucking company. So uh, shout out to, to Bill Miller down there and uh, <laughs> uh, because the, the, the safety and compliance manager or the company, whatever have you that cares about safety first mm-hmm. will typically get it more right than not. And, and so thank goodness for that. Right. Correct. <laughs> And, and we had to be really, 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 uh, you know, cognizant of our, our safety and our compliance and such, uh, you know, because we, again, we had some, some pretty big contracts that with, with some customers that were pretty, pretty picky about, about everything being, being perfect. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I learned, I guess, trial by fire, but, but it was worth it because I, I took away a lot of really good work, uh, working uh, tools and, and, and work ethic in that role that then I have obviously rolled into to Noble. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, you know, so I've been, been now in this industry uh, in a management role for, for going on nine years. So, wow. yeah, it's been <laughs> a fun ride. <laughs> it sounds like it. Well, that's a great way to come into um, really owning your business, having been on the employment side, because, you have a really unique understanding of the needs, the gaps, the, you know, um, where um, there's competency and not competency. You know, we have a, um, an accreditation program and we added an accreditation for DER. And a lot of people are like, why are you doing this? And some DERs have called me and said, why do I need this? And, and I will always say, and it's probably not the most popular thing for me to say as someone who's supposed to like promote the accreditation program, you don't need it. Um, it's not required. However, it really says to everyone else around you, I know what I'm talking about here. And I, because um, there's a lot of 
individuals operating in in this space that don't have a clue. And if you've gone through this rigorous um, vetting process, then it, it's a, just a signal to others that, you know, I know what I'm talking about. I know 49 part 40. I've passed muster. I've got a peer reviewed, you know, authentic certification. So, um, so yeah, you just bring that into Noble. Now, um, I tell me everything about Noble. What did you say? Noble group? Yeah. So we, right. So recently within the last three months, we, we have been growing our businesses and we decided, you know, we need to have an enterprise group here that actually encompasses kind of all of what we're actually trying to do here at Noble. Mm-hmm. So thus the creation of the Noble Group. Uh, the Noble Group is not necessarily its own business. It's, it's just our business group name. Got you. Okay. And that, like, that, that houses the four, the four businesses. So um, each one of the businesses plays off, off itself, um, you know, and, and provides services that overlap with our customers. So, um, you know, Noble Medical has been around for, for 24 years now, and that was kind of the foundation of, of what we've got today in, in Noble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Medical is a the provider of point-of-care testing kits. So, um, you know, th- that would be your analysis, oral fluid, we, you know, hair, hair collection kits, DNA kits, uh, pregnancy tests, any kind of really, uh, any kind of, of, of medical disposable or POCT um, diagnostic test. Noble Medical uh, is, is our, our product company, if you will. Got you. Then we, then we moved to Noble Diagnostics. Uh, we are in our 18th year at Noble Diagnostics, and we are the actual TPA or the service entity of the actual group. So, okay. so this is the business that actually is going to run, uh, you know, drug and alcohol testing for, for DOT, non-DOT, you know, pretty much in every industry out there. Not, not just focusing on DOT, but, you know, we have customers in, in construction and transportation and oil and mining, uh, mm-hmm. aerospace and defense, um, retail, manufacturing, healthcare. It's, it's kind of a, a broad gamut of, of sure. anybody that, that is looking uh, to have a drug and alcohol testing program within their, within their business or, mm-hmm. or nonprofit organization for that matter. Um, that is what we are, uh, that, that is essentially the focus of that business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, branched off Noble Backgrounds, which is still a part of Noble Diagnostics, but it's its own division, it's its own cost center, it's its own operating entity, mm-hmm. um, as, as, that, as that has really grown. So, And that's uh, background testing. Correct. Noble Backgrounds mm-hmm. is exactly what it says it is. It's yep. a company. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and it really is good that you separated that out because of all of the fair credit reporting and um, it's not the same. And a lot of people, I mean, I, I have worked for two um, different TPAs uh, over the course of about 10 years. And um, one of the things that I recognize now, just working with other people in our industry, is the need for us to really clearly understand the world of background testing. It's a common add-on into our products and services, but it is not just like doing a drug test, you know. So um, I think that's really good that that's a standalone. And um, I know you're not done yet, but I wanted to say that um, Noble Medical, you guys were, I don't know why this stands out so much, but the very first industry conference that I went to a week after I was hired into my first drug testing job um, at the vendor show I don't. I just don't know why I have this clear memory, but I really do. Um, 
the, the coworker that was kind of leading me around introducing me to everyone took me to the Noble Medical booth and he goes, these guys are your rock solid go-to for anything you need to know in point of care testing. Don't forget it. And I, year after year, I would, you know, see the guys and, you know, and it was just like, and I've missed not seeing everybody for the last couple of years, but um, it really stood out and you guys have a great reputation on your point of care tests. And so I just wanted, to, I was thinking about that this morning, knowing that we were going to chat and I was like, I will just never forget, um, you know, you've got the best team, but you have a good product. And uh, so I just, I wanted you to know that, that that's out there. <laughs> oh, it's much appreciated. I mean, that, that is, uh, it's a huge thing for us to, to actually use other people's uh, experiences with us, you know, to, to grow our businesses. And then that's uh, across the, the board for all four of them. So much appreciated that uh, somebody took you there and pointed you out. And, and it's, for the most part, we're, we're all the same guys still, still here. So, yep. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so we appreciate it. And uh, you know, if anybody's, anybody listening needs any help, we're, we're just around the corner. So. That's right. Okay, so we've got Noble Medical, Noble Diagnostics, Noble uh, Background, and what's the fourth one? So our last business, uh, this is our newer business that actually we started back, uh, Dan Lavichek and I started back in October of 2020, and that, that business is called Noble Six. And the reason for the Noble Six is uh, being a military guy, police guy, uh, no, you know, when we say we got your six, that means we got your back. So that That's is our right. Noble Six company. We got your six. Oh, um, I love that. Oh, I'm just all excited. I don't even know what you're doing and I'm happy. <laughs> my, my, um, I come from a family with a lot of military and not so much law enforcement, but my brother just retired from special forces and, um, uh, I love talking to him so much and, and hearing, you know, everything that that he's done and gone through but I worked with I think I told you I worked with law enforcement for a really long time so I just think that's super cool and there's a lot of people in our industry who are retired um, military and law enforcement a lot and um, so I'm sure that this will speak to them and that's cool okay so tell us what Noble Six is about. So Noble Six was so, so there's been unfortunately a lot of violence in our in our world today yeah and we've obviously all seen that on both the local and the national news and even the world news um, with, with terrorist attacks and, and mass shootings and such. And unfortunately, you know, through my years of experience in, in both in law enforcement and, and some of our, we actually have um, a couple of retired police officers that work here for us now at Noble mm -hmm. and through their experiences. There's a lot of businesses out there that surprisingly enough don't train for critical incident management, situational awareness. Um, they, they don't have site security plans in place. That's right. Like, hey, when something really bad happens, what are we going to do? And everybody mm -hmm. looks at each other and, and they don't know what to do. Tyler, this is so critical. Um, in fact, what I'm going to just put this out there right now. Um, for our 2022 conference, let's do a class on this. And the reason I say this, I like one of our workshops, because um, the first year, that, that same year that I went to my first conference, uh, we had, uh, there was a workshop on emergency management planning. And uh, I, I can't remember why I ended up in that workshop, <clears throat> but we tried to divide and conquer, you know, and hit all the topics. And I'm like, why do I need to do this? 
when I was, I did have some interest in it because my background in safety, but I wanted to learn about drug testing, you know, so I'm like, oh, this isn't a drug testing class and I kind of know about, but, but as I was in the class, um, I went, you know what, this new company that I'm with, I wonder if they have a critical incident management plan. So I came back and when we did the download of what did you learn at conference, I said, you know, do you guys have an emergency management plan? And we don't need that, we're in drug testing. It was a little tiny medical facility an occupational management clinic actually. And um, so uh, I, you know, kept pushing and saying, I, I think we need that, we at least need, you know, have we ever done a fire drill? Have we ever this, have we ever that? And um, I was really kind of getting on everybody's nerves. And so I got shut down. Um, and then, so the, the conference was in April. In June, and I live in Colorado Springs, um, so a lot of people remember this just from national news, but in June, we had a summer wildfire that jumped the ridge over by the Air Force Academy on the Rocky Mountains and came down into town and burned like 30,000 structures. And um, I mean, we it took us years to recover from that but our office was in the evacuation zone. I actually saw out of my office window, the fire come down the ridge and um, we had to evacuate and we had in our, um, <clears throat> in the evacuation zone, I mean, we couldn't go back to the office for weeks and we didn't have um, a method for operating. We didn't have a way to contact our clients. We didn't have a plan for getting I mean, we didn't have a catalog of our medical equipment. We didn't have, you know, it was, and so after that, then I got my way, <laughs> but it was post-incident. And and then again, also being from Colorado, you know, we had the, the tragedy at the um, supermarket in Boulder just a couple of weeks ago where lives were lost, including law enforcement. So <clears throat> I love it that you're talking about this right now because, I want our, our listeners to understand this does apply to you no matter where you are. The biggest thing, and I know you can talk about this forever and I will let you as the expert, people think it can't happen here. And, and we always think, well, it's a mass shooting or a, you know, something that it, and we don't realize wildfire flood, you know, what it's any tragedy. So, I really want you to dig into this and tell us about what you do, but also tell us why, um, so that people can understand it matters for all of us. Right. So, so really, the our, our people in this country are very reactionary. Mm -hmm. They're not proactive about things, and I, I'll start by saying that. And and we've we've seen that um, that the lack of of preparation like like you said there's there's, there's just, oh, we don't we don't need that it's not important but but like you like you said it's it's very important to have this type of training it's very important to run your employees through it every year at, le at least on an annual basis mm -hmm. um, be because especially for tpas and, and something i just want to hit on that that you had brought up uh, you know, here at Noble Diagnostics, you know, we, our, our MRO, Dr. Edwards, I, I can't tell you how many times he's had his life threatened on the phone. Um, uh, yeah. And, and it's, it, when you think about it, it's because he's reviewing a drug test. And mm -hmm. if you have a non-negative and there's no medical reason to, to, you know, turn that non-negative into a, a negative, unfortunately, mm -hmm. somebody could either be not getting a job or losing mm -hmm. their job because of yeah. that. 
Yeah. Nothing that we did. I mean, they, you know, again, that's, <laughs> that's right. on them, but they don't see it that way. Right. People, people don't see it that way. And when people, especially if you lose your, you know, people lose their jobs and, and I've seen it in, in psychological uh, courses I've, I've taken and in, in, in training that I've been through. Um, when, when you lose everything, mm-hmm. you don't have anything to lose anymore. And that's right. when people go, uh, the, the, the irrational thoughts happen and, and really bad things happen. Not to mention if they're on substances, no, because that makes it a hundred times worse. Right. Right. Yep. So, so really the, the, I, I can't stress enough to, to everybody out there, especially you and you and drug testing that think you don't need it. You definitely are probably one of the top companies that or organizations that would need it because people don't see it as I failed my drug test. It's you failed me on my drug test and now I'm going to lose this and yep. that makes them upset. So, so we, you know, here at Noble, our doors are constantly locked. You know, you have to fob to get in. You, you can't just walk in the door here because of since, since I've been here, uh, Dr. Edwards has had his life threatened. We've had people tell him to sit outside and wait for him to go to his car. And there's times where I have to walk, walk him to the car. There's times we've had to call the police here because we've had people go nuts in our lobby. So it mm-hmm. happens. Uh, right. So being prepared, so not, not being uh, reactionary, but, right. but actual, actually having the training to know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, is is hugely important. So, and, and again, it's not just for drug testing. It's for it's for any business. I mean, it, it doesn't matter where it's at. Like like you said, the the unfortunate incident in Boulder, uh, you know, was at a supermarket, and and we've seen it at churches, and we've seen it at um, you know at, at hospitals. We we've seen these events. Uh, at schools. Schools are a huge one too. They, they, stuff has happened everywhere, and unfortunately, uh, you know, and, and we've seen in our training and and our and our experience too, that these events often are not, they're, they're, they're typically pre-planned, you know, mm-hmm. these, especially, you know, go back to Columbine. I mean, the, you look at all the data on that and the history on that and the investigation mm-hmm. as it, as it unrolled, um, mm-hmm. there was, there was, you know, nine, 12 months of planning that went into that, that incident. Yeah. So, so that's one of the things we focus on in our, in our training course too, is it's, it's not just, here's what you're going to do. You know, here's how to, here's how to handle, you know, this event, but it's also, here's the things to look out for mm-hmm. these, you know, when these incidents happen, there's often, um, you know, there's often red flags and triggers, whether it's social media or there are things that people are saying to fellow students or fellow coworkers, yep. uh, you know, the biggest thing is don't be afraid to report that stuff. You're yeah. so right. You're so right. Yeah. Um, I, I mentioned to you the other day that I, used to work in school safety and it was a program post Columbine and one of the big messages that we put out there was in the um, in the review of that incident and then in data gathering of other incidents that had occurred someone always knows right someone always knows and that is a hundred percent but they don't take those threats seriously and um, so, yeah, there are warning signs, clear, and not that we're all expecting it, but, but somewhere down the road, there's a warning sign, there's a trigger, and um, someone ignored it. And uh, yeah, completely and totally right um, to be, have that level of awareness. Right. And, that's, and that is really what 
our, our actual program is, is critical incident management, but also situational awareness. And that's really what we, we hit on. It's, it's, it's also, you know, it's the managing the incident, but it's also, hey, what's leading up to the incident? Let's make sure we're, you know, we're understanding and, and we're, we're noticing things um, just in your everyday life too, you know, it, it's, and, and these are our, you know, our training program and you and I kind of talked about this before, Joe, um, you know, we come in, we actually come into your business or your school or, or, or you know, whatever uh, entity we're, we're hired by. And we actually walk through a very complex uh, four hour PowerPoint training with two to three retired law enforcement officers. Uh, one that has actually been through a mass shooting situation mm -hmm. so i actually lived through it um wow. and, and we actually have you know and, and we have military uh folks as well uh that that come in to help out but it's it's so so you're getting a good comprehensive uh very detailed in-depth powerpoint training break for lunch and then in the afternoon we actually we actually do live scenarios so you, you have to train like you fight mm -hmm. if you, don't you know it's the studies have shown the minute you walk out of the powerpoint class two hours later you've probably forgot 75 percent of it exactly so we don't want that to happen we, we're very passionate about this so we actually put our students through an actual scenario based um you know situations where you know we have we're firing off blank guns where mm -hmm. we have fog machines we have fire alarm you know simulated fire mm -hmm. alarms we have all these these things that create chaos and stress and it sounds crazy, but actually when we're done with it, people actually say that was probably the best training I've ever been through because right. you make it so real. Mm -hmm. I, I, was literally, I knew it was fake, but I was terrified. Yeah. You know, and but, we but don't know how we will respond in that situation like we think we do. And when, as you mentioned, if you just do the thought exercise, you think you know what to do, but then are you a person that freezes when a, a, a shotgun is fired? Are you a person that, um, you know, panics? Do you, you know, right? Do you forget everything that you heard in that class that day last year? Or do you remember the muscle memory of what you were taught to do? It's so important. You know, 100% right. And that's, like I said, you have to you have to train like you fight, and if if you don't if you don't repeat it, you know we, we advise everybody again to do it at least once a, a year. Mm -hmm. um, you don't necessarily have to have us come back, but but take the knowledge that you learn. I mean, again, we'd be we'd be more than happy to come to it every every year, but but take yeah. the knowledge that you learn at least the first time that you sit with us and and apply that into your site security plan and sites you know, apply that to your your incident training um, that you have within your business. Uh, we, we do it at Noble every year in January. I make everybody mm -hmm. sit through, through a, a training course without, without fail every mm -hmm. year. January, everybody goes through it. Um, and and it, it really should become an act, you know, a, a, a practice, a standard at every business and every organization out there where there, you have, you know, a, a big amount of people that congregate on it every day, mm -hmm. uh, everyday basis, because that is what these people are going to be targeting. So, yep. Yep. You know, but, but, but also it's, 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 it's what you can take back to your families, your friends, too. It doesn't. It doesn't just stop at, oh, well, now I know how to, you know, how to handle a situation at work. Like right. you know, we encourage you in our class to go talk to your spouses, go talk to your your children, go talk to your friends about this, because the more people that can that can at least have a seed planted in their mind, mm -hmm. when one of these incidents, God forbid, happens, 
you know that that could save lives. I mean, you can yes. be responsible for saving lives, and that uh, that is the ultimate goal of this training program. Exactly and right. And so, <clears throat> you know, I say all the time that we're in the business in drug testing of saving lives. We're not in the business of collecting pee. And I, I get annoyed by people who say, I just collect pee all day. Um, if, if that's what you think you're doing, you're, you've gone down the wrong path. Um, because we're, we're here to, to save lives. And I know you get that. And, and um, people who've heard me say it over and over again, I won't go into my little spiel about that. But I love that you've incorporated something um, into Noble Group that is an extension of um, that idea and that mission. Um, every way that you can think of to save lives, you're incorporating. And I, I just love that. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to say about the, the drills, and you are so dead on the money is tell someone and <clears throat> tell your loved ones. Uh, when when I was in school safety, <clears throat> was the first time, um, and, and this was gosh years ago. I think I started in that job in two thousand, late two thousand four, early two thousand five. Um, that was the first time that my children had to do an active shooter drill in school, mm -hmm. and they were in elementary school, and it just broke my heart. But yet I understood again, we can't let our kids be sitting ducks. They have to know what to do. But one of the things I saw when I got that training was some of it was so inadequate and it was not good. And um, it, it actually wasn't based on good practice. But, but you know, now we know so much more about those things and, and most of us do it better, not all the time. But I remember um, Tyler sitting down with my children twice a year and it was the beginning of the school year and it was the week before the Columbine anniversary every year and uh, which would be this week and um, I would say to them you know your odds of survival are better if you get behind a solid wood locked door um, if your teacher panics and doesn't know what to do then you need to take action um, when you know when they were very very little and um, and also you know, if there is no solid wood lock door and you can't um, hide or bar be barricaded and protected, then you get out and take as many kids with you as you can. And when my middle son was in high school, there was actually an incident on campus. Um, it, it was two kids. It was a love triangle, two kids fighting, you know, high school drama, but one of them pulled a gun and, sh and shot, uh, actually killed a girl. And it happened on campus and he did exactly what I said. And um, I, you know, I will just never forget that, that how valuable it was to train and train. And, and even though we were only talking about it and weren't going through scenarios, they heard it twice a year, you know, every single year. Um, so I, that advice is, you know, tell someone, tell your family, talk to them. It's absolutely invaluable. What is the advice that you would have them take away to their family? So, so really the, the biggest thing I, th I think is, is when an incident like that happens, every second counts. Right. If you're, if you're in school and you start hearing gunshots or you're in the, the mall and you start hearing gunshots, every second counts. So 
uh, we we always tell people that just just get out. You know, if you mm-hmm. can get out, get out. Bar- barricade only as a last resort. Right. Get out. Because the the shooter's main goal in these in these situations is to kill as many people as they can. Mm-hmm. And, and you need to remove yourself if you can from from becoming a victim. So, you know, we tell people all the time if if throw a chair through your window if you have to. You know, it, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Just get out. Of get the, out. Get out of the building. Mm-hmm. Get as far away as you can. Don't hang out in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Go Columbine. People, a lot, a lot more people would have died in Columbine had Dylan Klebold and um, Eric Harris. Yeah, if they would have actually set their propane tank bombs up correctly. Yeah. Their whole plan was to actually set off a lot of a lot of propane bombs in the house, or I'm sorry, in the school. Mm-hmm. As people were coming out, they were gonna, there was there was more they, that the police found in the parking lot. And their whole plan was to get people to come out into the parking lot to sit up on a ridge on a hill and then just start shooting people. Mm-hmm. So luckily, you know, they, they didn't set their bombs up correctly and they never ended up going off. So that is when they decided it's time to go into the school because this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we always tell people we got to learn from these incidents and it's, it's mm-hmm. get out and get as far away as, as you can. Right. Worry, worry about everything else later. Later. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing too is don't worry about your cell phone. Don't worry about your computer. Don't worry about your backpack. Mm-hmm. Every second counts. And in right. a matter of, you know, 10 seconds could mean your life is saved. Your friend's lives are saved. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Just get out of the, get out of the yep. situation and, and get as far away from it as you can. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the number one thing, you know, during an active incident and the, and the number two incident, this is really for parents with kids. And, and you know, I have, I have high school kids, you know, kids in high school now that, uh, I tell them all the time, don't be afraid to go to your guidance counselor. Don't be afraid to talk to your teacher. Don't be afraid to talk to the principal, mm-hmm. whoever it is, the, the lunch lady. It doesn't matter. If, if you see something that makes you uncomfortable or you hear about something that somebody's talking about, you know, if they're talking about shooting the school or bringing a gun to school, do, you know, anything, mm-hmm. you have to tell somebody. Right. There, there's no pride in, in not telling somebody because yeah. – you're going to have to live with that the rest of your life. God right. forbid something happens and you knew about it and didn't say anything. Um, and, and that's exactly what I tell my, my own children is you, mm-hmm. even if you don't want to tell somebody at school, come and tell me and your mother. Right. We'll talk to somebody at school about it to keep you out of it if, if it's uncomfortable for you. But, but please, please, please tell, tell somebody about it because that is a lot of these incidents can be stopped before they even happen. So yes. The flags are there. The behavior is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you just have to tell somebody if, if you see it and you experience it. That That is how you can help us <laughs> to, to save lives, literally. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The, the program that I mentioned that I worked for was an anonymous um, toll-free hotline for kids to report um, something that they had seen. And um, in the time that I was there, I mean, we prevented suicides and um, bullying and and other school shootings. And, you know, I mean, it was it was unbelievably um, important to have that reporting. And um, that <clears throat> that um, hotline has never gone national, but other states have set up that model uh, and now they have text reporting. So, you know, look and see if there's an anonymous 
reporting hotline if you don't feel safe, but most of the time there is someone in your life that you can trust. Um, the sad thing is when kids report, which happened at Columbine, as you well know, kids reported and the adults didn't take it seriously. So, you know, sometimes you have to, you can't just give up on one try if the person that you report to kind of blows you off, uh, you know, so... But all great advice. I mean, I, I just so appreciate what you guys are doing. And I think it's so um, valuable. So thank you for making that a part of, for making Noble Six a part of Noble Group. Um, it's very exciting to me. And, and I am dead serious when I say 2022 conference in Indianapolis, I will bring it to the conference committee <laughs> at our next meeting and say, I want this because... Um, we're in a world right now with <clears throat> so many people suffering from mental health issues and substance abuse issues during this pandemic that I think we're going to continue to see more of this. Yes. Um, yeah. And um, can you make a comment on that too? Um, the, the mental health and the substance use piece. I mean, that's why it fits perfectly into what you do, but how do you see that as playing a factor and um, how do you address that? So I, I think, you know, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said that, unfortunately, you know, this COVID pandemic has, has created a lot of uh, tension and a lot of undue stress in people's lives. Um, people are, you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs. They still remain unemployed. Uh, it's, it's very unfortunate. Um, but but when, when things like that happen, what do, what do people often do? They turn to substance abuse, whether that's alcohol, whether that's uh, illicit drugs, um, you know, abusing prescription pain, pain medicine. They, they turn to these, these things as, as uh, these substances as just to help them get through this incident. Mm -hmm. But all that really does is that, you, you know, it spirals more out of control. And that's, and that's what we see, um, you know, in, in, the Boulder, Colorado shooting. Yep. Uh, at, I believe they said the the the, uh, the shooter was high on methamphetamine, or he had some he had some controlled substance in his body when he when he yes. Did. So and we're seeing that more and more that that people are you know they're they're high on fentanyl, they've got alcohol in their body. Um, it's 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 something that unfortunately we can't get away from, um, and, and we have to keep doing what we're doing, uh, fighting the, you know, the, the drug situation and the substance abuse situation. And that's really why Noble Six was created too, is, is it kind of ties all of our businesses together. Sure. Uh, you know, it, it also, it really starts too. And it's, it's something we talk about um, in, our, in our training program is it starts at your screening program. Yeah. What type of people are you bringing into your business? I mean, uh, us here at Noble, we look at our, this is our, this is our family. I mean, this is mm -hmm. my, my second family, you know, you have to, you have to earn your way into the, you know, into the, <laughs> in the circle. circle, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're not in the, you know, you have to earn that. So, so we, that's, that's why it is super important to have a drug and alcohol screening program. That's why it's important to have a random drug screening program. Yeah. Um, a lot of companies that, you know, we tell people, all a all a pre-employment drug test does is tells you that that person can remain sober for 30 days. Amen. That's all it does, and and, and it does it. So so two months after they're hired, they're abusing drugs again, and they're coming into your business. You know, you have to make sure that you have a random drug testing program. Yeah. You have to, um, and, and a proper background check. Mm -hmm. 
and I'll say this, and it's a, this is a, a true real thing that happened last week. We had um, one of our customers was, was looking to hire somebody at a senior living facility. And those unfortunately have a reputation of, of a lot of bad people making it into to being employed there mm. and using our elderly. This particular person was wanted for murder. Worn oh out for murder and it jumped his bail at a, a state a, from a from one state to another. And we caught it on a background check. So, wow. And, and we, we catch people, you know, people with theft and, 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 mm -hmm. and substance abuse. You know, Open warrants and... Yeah, yeah. and, and mm -hmm. substance abuse leads to bad things like theft. Right. You know, right. from business, from, from the elderly, from there's all, uh, all types of really bad things. And, and you yeah. got to remember, it's your business that you're putting out there. If you don't have a proper screening program, um, we always tell people, don't, don't be the next one on the national news. Right. You know, you, you can do a lot to prevent that by, by having a proper screening program in place. Yes. And that also applies to those of us in drug and alcohol screening. <laughs> it does. 100%. Sometimes we forget that. I, I'm, I'm sometimes shocked by people in our industry who are like, well, it's only my family that works here, so we don't really need to do that. Um, you just never know. We all need to, I mean, we cannot be hypocrites. We've got to do the testing, random testing on our own. We have to. Um, and and it, it, it models the right thing to do, it, you know, in addition to it just being the right thing to do. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, yeah. Unfortunately, 2021 is looking like it's, as of right now, we're on pace to have the, the worst year in U.S. history for mass shootings. Right. You know, we're only in mid-April. So, yeah. um, again, just kind of tying it all together uh, with, with what you, you, you had brought up, Joe, is, is it's so imperative right now to, to screen your people, continue to screen your people through continuous monitoring on their background checks, through, through having that random drug testing, post-accident, reasonable suspicion program. Um, you know, make sure it's in your policies, make sure that it's, it's, it's all legal and up to date. Mm -hmm. uh, something that, that we can help you with here at Noble. Um, but, but just continually monitor your people. Uh, you, we, you, unfortunately, you don't know your people's situations and lives outside of, of work oftentimes. Um, and, right. you know, we, we've all, everybody's experienced that. So that's right. So um, mentioning Noble, reach out if you need that help. Tell people how to reach out to, uh, to Noble Group for these um, sure. important matters. So our, our, our website for the Noble Group is www.tngintel.com. You can reach me via email if you'd like. It'll come directly to me. My email is tyler, T-Y-L-E-R, at noblediagnostics.com. Or you can call us at 262-957-1968. And we will be more than happy to answer any questions, to help you through any, uh, any, any program issues you may have. Um, set up a program, look through your drug testing policies, you know, give, give you consulting advice. Um, again, we have all four of our businesses that are that are here to provide you full circle full circle protection. Yep. Is our, that is what we are, are doing. We're we're not just a drug testing company. We look at ourselves as we are a risk uh, risk management. Firm. I love that. <clears throat> I and I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the time that you've given us today. You are massively busy. And I know everyone says they're massively busy. I say it every day, but you, sir, have <laughs> 
<laughs> so much going on. Um, thank you for that time. And, and another thing I'll mention is that um, we have something that we call Member Monday, and not everybody takes advantage of it all the time. Um, but uh, we offer free social media exposure to our members, and we tell them, you know, let us know what you're doing or a product or service or special event or something coming up. Send us some pictures. We generate it on Instagram, but it goes out to all of our social media platforms. It's free for our members. So um, definitely take advantage of that, Tyler, because I want people to really um, get to know you and Noble and understand what you do. We have um, kind of like this whole group of people who are babies in our industry that have come into Indesa. They're brand new. Um, a lot of them are coming from the world of phlebotomy and and they're adding this um, drug testing uh, whole segment into what they do. And so it's a new world for them. And I think hearing from people like you who have been around for a while and, and have all these um, great things to say would be a value. So um, just letting the world know you're out there is, is um, I think, very exciting. And I'm, I'm glad to have a little tiny, tiny um, sliver of a piece of that. So thank you again. Anything else you'd like to leave us with? Uh, I, I will be at Indassa with a couple of my, my team members, so I will be uh, moseying around. And uh, if anybody wants to, to meet me, please, uh, please come up and introduce yourself. I'd be happy to have a conversation over a, a cocktail or dinner or lunch, uh, but we will be there the whole entire uh, conference. So Great. Look forward to seeing everybody there and, and you yourself, Joe. That's right. Listen, it's just five weeks away in St. Louis, and I really cannot wait. I'm so excited to see people again. <laughs> so, but I look forward to seeing you and your team uh, in St. Louis. Thank you for that. Uh, you have a great day. Thank you again so much for being on our podcast. And uh, for those who are listening, don't forget to like and subscribe and visit our website at indesa.com and come meet Tyler in St. Louis the last week of May. Um, and here are some of our other amazing speakers that we'll have. Well, I shouldn't say other, our amazing speakers. Tyler's not speaking this year, but we've already discussed that. So I'm going to get you. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Indesa Members Memo. Subscribe to hear all of our podcasts and join Indesa to access all of our professional industry resources. Visit us at ndasa.com.